is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Well, greetings. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. He will be back with you tomorrow. So when you turn your TV on and you see the Chinese Communist News Network, CNN, actually talking smack about Joe Biden, you know something's not right. It's either A, a rapture alert, or B, you need to look at what's really going on in the news to figure out why would CNN actually give you bad news about the Biden presidency. Over the last four to five days, the Chinese Communist News Network, CNN, has been talking a little smack about Joe Biden, talking about how tough things are for Joe Biden right now, how many things he needs to get done before, you know, he starts really losing America. You've seen what Wall Street's been going on. You've seen inflation. You've seen hyperinflation. The list goes on and on and on. The problems, the issues that the Biden administration is having. You compile that on top of what's happening at the southern border, And then what happened in Afghanistan. And then you compile that on top of his budget reconciliation. It doesn't look good. And they're talking about it. That's right. They're actually talking about it. Why? You got to you got to ask yourself for why. Why is CNN ripping on the guy they helped get elected? I'm going to tell you why. It's because there's another story that they don't want you to know about. There's another story they don't want to see the light of day. There's another story that's so damning to their credibility at CNN that they will actually criticize Joe Biden and this White House for the first time ever. And the handling of multiple issues, because if they cover that, it means they don't have to take responsibility for the story that I'm about to tell you about. The story involves breaking news last week that none of these scumbags in the mainstream media had the guts to cover. And that was the fact that there was an actual indictment coming from the Durham investigation. Now, let me remind you what the Durham investigation is. It is investigating Russiagate, right? It's investigating how did we impeach the president of the United States of America based on total crap information, fabrications, lies, None of it based in truth. We also found out confirmation last week. Confirmation with the Durham report that the FBI knew in January of 2017, the same month that Donald Trump was sworn in to be president, that the Russia collusion story was total bollocks, total crap. The word I really want to say, I can't say. And they continued to investigate it. That alone should be a headline. In fact, when you open the paper today, the front page should have been five different stories that deal with what I'm talking about right now. One should have been a story about Hillary Clinton. What did the former Secretary of State and the former President of the United States of America know? And when did they know it? Because they knew that this Russian collusion story was a lie because they're the ones that financed the lie with their campaign. They're the ones that created the lie. 
They're the ones that hired the people that wrote the story that was a lie. And then they knew that the president of the United States of America was being impeached over a fabricated story which they bought and paid for. That should be a headline right there. Headline number two should be the deep state and the FBI and the state and, and, and the CIA and everybody else. <laughs> what did James Comey know? And when did he know it? That he was actually putting FBI officers, agents in the field, trying to lock people up, trying to frame people, trying to screw people out of their life's work like General Flynn. Also, they could bring down a president of the United States of America that they didn't want to be president because he won a free and fair election. You want to talk about conspiracy? You want to talk about collusion? You have the Democratic Party colluding with the Hillary Clinton campaign, colluding with the FBI, which then colluded with the media to overthrow the will and the election, uh, a free and fair election of Donald Trump to be our president. This shouldn't just be like one story on the front page. Which brings me to the point I was going to make a moment ago about the Chinese Communist News Network, CNN. You want to know why CNN's now ripping on Joe Biden? They're ripping on Joe Biden now for the first time ever because they know that if this story continues to unravel the way that it's unraveling, they are going to be put in an impossible position to admit that not only did they knowingly and willfully for four years put out fake news story after fake news story and breaking news with tickers at the bottom of the screen, with, 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 with all this information, but they were doing it and they knew what they were putting out was a lie. To make things worse for CNN, they actually hired people that were involved in this. They were instrumental in this Russiagate scandal to then commentate on a story which they actually helped create and a story that they also knew was a lie. They actually paid the people that were framing the President of the United States of America to come on their air exclusively and commentate on a story that they kept alive for four years to undermine the President of the United States of America, paid them to do it, and they knew it was a lie the entire time. And how many of you have heard about this story? Anywhere, ABC, NBC, CBS, USA Today. How many of you have seen anything about this? What we're now finding out about Durham's report is is something that's very clear. He is preparing a very well laid out conspiracy charge. Not just against the top lawyer that they nailed, right? With, With lying to the FBI. But a former House... Top House Intelligence Committee investigator instrumental in revealing secrets behind the Russiagate controversy said the latest grand jury indictment in the special counsel John Durham's inquiry offers a good view into a broader charge that may follow. Kash Patel, who held a high-ranking position in the Trump administration, told Fox News on Monday, quote, he believes a very well-laid-out conspiracy charge is in the making that will bring in people in and around Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. The indictment returned by a grand jury last week accuses Michael Sussman, a former attorney for the law firm Perkins Coy, of falsely telling the FBI's top lawyer he was not representing any client when acting on behalf of a technology executive in the Clinton campaign 
during a September 2016 meeting in which he shared a tip about a secret electronic channel between former President Donald Trump's company and Russia's Alpha Bank, which was all a lie. Made up. Sussman pleaded not guilty to the charges of lying to the FBI on Friday, with lawyers insisting he never said he didn't have clients and represented only the technology executive at the meeting five years ago. However, Patel said the 27 pages of indictment tell a much larger story slowly coming into play. Quote, Sussman is the centerpiece of these allegations because he has ties to the Clinton campaign directly and direct ties to Fusion GPS and directly to Christopher Steele and to the Department of Justice. And the false information that led to the FBI and the DOJ to spy on presidential campaign of Donald Trump. Now, let's also go back to that. Remember, all of this was done and everybody around it knew it was a lie when they were spying on the president's campaign. I would argue, if nothing more than to just gain an advantage to make sure he didn't win. Why would you spy on Donald Trump's campaign? Why would Biden spy on Donald Trump's campaign? Why would the deep state spy on Donald Trump's campaign if they knew the reasoning behind the spying was created, fabricated, and made up by the Clinton campaign, Fusion GPS, and their employees? In fact, that would be a story right there. John Solomon, I'm going to play something from you that he had to say. And this was back on January the 24th, okay, of January the 24th. So I want you to put that in perspective of when this was. Take a listen. John Durham is continuing a criminal investigation. We are going to be talking this morning about the Biden agenda. Do you expect Durham to come out with indictments even in the face of a new administration and the Biden agenda unfolding? Everything that I see in the activity of the investigation and everything I hear from defense lawyers and others that are familiar with what's going on is that he is building a small number of indictments, uh, trying to get the evidence to get there. Uh, there have been some delays and there's fights over evidence in the secret, you know, behind closed doors, grand jury fights. But all the evidence is pointing toward him trying to bring criminal charges probably in the first quarter of this year. That's what I'm hearing. Of course, there's a new sheriff in town when Merrick Garland gets confirmed as a as attorney general, as we expect he will. Uh, uh, the, he'll have a say and maybe he'll take uh, uh, the and put the case and set it aside. But right now, John Durham is, looks to be building a small number of indictments focused on the top of the FBI. That's very important. The very top of the leadership of the FBI. That's where he's looking. Also in these documents that were declassified, we learned about Christopher Steele and a confession a year after yeah. he was fired. Tell me about that. So important. Christopher Steele finally describes his motive in, in September 2017. Remember, he was fired in November for leaking to the media, November 16. They bring him back in September. And he said, here are my two motives. My first motive was James Comey reopened the Clinton email case. I thought that was going to hurt Hillary Clinton's chances. I, I leaked to the news media to create a different storyline in the public. And secondly, I considered Donald Trump to be my main opponent, and I didn't want him to be president because he would help my hurt. I think he would hurt the Great Britain-U.S. relationship. Now, remember, he's a foreigner. He's a British former MI6 agent. This is the clearest evidence that a foreigner intervened in an election. We started the Russia collusion investigation thinking Donald Trump and Russia were colluding together, and we ended it knowing that Hillary Clinton's hand-picked MI6 uh, investigator intervened in our election because he didn't like Donald Trump and he wanted to help Hillary Clinton. What a role reversal. What a role reversal is right. 
John Solomon there saying this back on January the 24th. Everything he just said, by the way, has become true. All of it. Now, the question now is, can the media look the other way long enough? Can the media look the other way long enough that you won't hear about this story? I I literally have dedicated, I, I do a podcast every day to this Durham investigation this week because this is how big that news is. You have the FBI director implicated in this. You have the CIA implicated in this. You have Obama implicated in this. You have a former president, Bill Clinton, implicated in this. You have the deep state in this. You have the media in this. So if you want to know why CNN's actually like running negative coverage on Joe Biden right now, it's so they don't have to admit what they what they knew was a lie when they were selling it to you. It is disgusting. They tried to overthrow the will of the people of the United States of America. That's what they tried to do. They said, we don't like who you voted for, and we wanted somebody else, so we're just going to make up a lie, fabricate it, and we're going to arrest people, destroy their lives, knock down doors in the middle of the night, tip off the media to FBI raids of different people's houses, and we're going to squeeze Donald Trump's family because somebody will give us something that he did that was illegal, and then we are going to impeach him. Over a lie that we all know is a lie. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll get your phone calls, your reaction to all this. one 381 1-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks, that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Any decent journalist in America, not even good, just decent, in every newspaper in America today would be writing about the Durham indictment and what was laid out in the conspiracy to frame a sitting president of the United States of America and to remove him from office on something that was actually paid for by his political opponent. And his political opponent didn't stop it. And the party of that political opponent didn't stop it. Welcome back. It's the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. He will be back with you tomorrow.
I look at what has been uncovered from this one indictment. And I know now very clearly that the conspiracy to destroy not just Donald Trump, but the will of the people. And I think that's the part that makes me the most angry. It's about the will of the people. Hillary Clinton lost, and then she was a part of trying to overthrow a government. Prove me wrong on that. The Chinese Communist News Network, CNN, paid people involved in the conspiracy to commentate on the conspiracy on their air. Have they apologized? Have they said they were wrong? Have they said, hey, all those hours and hours and hours of trying to destroy Donald Trump based on a story that was a total lie created by the Clinton campaign, paid for by Clinton. Sorry about that. Of course not. Why on earth would would they come out and say that? You got to understand, not only did they look at this as a victory, all right? Not only did they look at this as a huge victory, it really was. You impeach Donald Trump, you undermine his presidency. You put him on defense virtually every single day. You put the White House on defense. And people were afraid to serve the president to the best of their ability because they were playing defense after seeing how many people were being attacked like General Flynn around the president. And you can't tell me it didn't have an impact in the election. Let's be also be very clear about that. You can't tell me that this didn't have an impact on the election. You can't tell me that it made Donald Trump less popular because it did. It made Donald Trump a lot less popular. That's also a fact. It gave the the midterm elections. How much of an impact did this have on just the midterms when he was president in 2018? 1877. 381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Also, make sure you download my podcast. I do each and every day, the Ben Ferguson podcast as well. Much more coming up. Mark Levin, the most passionate conservative on radio. Talk with him now at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Filling in for the great one, Ben Ferguson. Really nice to uh, be with you this evening. Mark will be back with you tomorrow evening. Talking about the Durham report, it is a massive, massive scandal that is unfolding before our very eyes. And there are people that knew that they were trying to get rid of a president of the United States of America only because they didn't like him politically. And they were doing it not based in fact, okay? Not based in fact. They were doing it because they hated him. And they had to fabricate a story to then frame him. This is no different, by the way, than accusing someone of committing a heinous crime when you know that they didn't do it and you don't care, so you deliberately charge them with a crime and frame them for a crime. That is exactly what the FBI did. That's exactly what James Comey did, in my opinion. That's exactly what the Chinese Communist News Network CNN did. That's exactly what MSNBC did. And all these other scumbags in the media that for four years 
for four years, they ran a story that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians and they impeached him over it. And they're the ones that wrote the damn story. Wake up, America, to what's happening. You look at Sussman, the centerpiece of all these allegations. This guy has direct ties at the highest level to Hillary Clinton's campaign, to Fusion GPS, to Christopher Steele, right? One of the authors of the dossier, to the Department of, of Justice, and the false information they fed to the FBI and the DOJ to spy on the presidential campaign. But let's not stop there. Even if the FBI and the DOJ were duped by this false information, which I don't believe for a second they were duped. I don't. I believe they wanted someone to tell them this. And when they got it, then they were able to open up the can and Biden said, or excuse me, Obama said, let's go. Let's do this. Let's spy on him. Let's spy on his campaign workers. Let's get the upper hand. We know now that the FBI in, in January knew in D.C. They knew this was a lie and they still went for, forward with it. I want you to think about that meeting. Mr. Producer, can you do me a favor? Will you grab the audio? You're going to hate me for this, but I do think it's important to play. Of James Comey bragging about sending a couple guys from the FBI into the White House because the White House is too stupid to know they should have lawyered up to go after General Flynn. He was on stage talking about this, like in an actual like university symposium or some crap. And he's like, he literally was just laughing about it. Yeah, we, we sent a couple FBI guys into the White House. And sure enough, this idiot, General Flynn, who's serving his country, was dumb enough to sit down with us. And then we figured, hey, figure out a way to frame this guy, nail this guy, figure out a way to claim he lied to us, even though we're coming in on the pretense of an actual lie that we know is a lie. The whole meeting with General Flynn should have never happened because they knew at that point, and James Comey clearly knew at that point, that the Russian collusion story was not just not credible, but maybe could have been criminal. They did it anyway. You know, Mark was on Fox the other night, and I want to play this for you a couple days ago. Because what Mark said the other night about this Clinton lawyer being indicted, he is spot on with it. My analysis of the Durham indictment is that Hillary Clinton is Mr. Big in the middle of all this. (laughs) And so my question would be for Mr. Dorham, have you dragged Hillary Clinton in front of your grand jury yet or not? Mm. Because enough is enough. This Clinton campaign, through this law firm, was so thoroughly corrupt, using its money to create false evidence against Donald Trump, connecting him to Russia. And then she would go out there and talk about how Donald Trump was bought and paid for by Russia. She had Pelosi do it. The Democrats were all tap dancing and pushing the same issue. They're friends in the media. So really, what does this come down to? You, you hammered it well on the FBI. But Hillary Clinton has always been corrupt. She's always been a liar. And she's still corrupt, and she's still a liar, and she's never been held to account. She needs to be brought in front of the grand jury. That's number one. 
Number two, the media are corrupt and filled with liars. Virtually everybody today in big media pushed this story, yep. and yet they continue to have their jobs. They should all be losing their jobs. And finally, this law firm. This law firm is detestable. It not only had Sussman as a partner who's now been scrubbed from their website, <laughs> but has this guy, Mark Elias, who was involved in the dossier and now is involved in a massive dark money network, as Fox has reported, with a bunch of front groups that have raised hundreds of millions of dollars to try to affect the next election the way he and they affected the prior election in 2020. And you know what, Jesse? We're not allowed to talk about it. We're told, no, you're, you're election deniers. We even have people like Chris Christie running around and talking about it. So here we have more than enough evidence to show what Hillary Clinton, the DNC, this law firm, and their favorite lawyer did with hundreds of millions of dollars, lied about Trump, lied about corruption, lied about Russia. For three years, this country was dragged through the toilet. And now we're not allowed to talk about it. And yet, there's an enormous evidence they're up to no good again with these front groups, dark money, meaning no transparent money, billionaires pouring tens yeah. of millions of dollars into the effort in the next election. If we had an honest media, this wouldn't be going on. So they're as corrupt as the FBI and Hillary Clinton, period. You got What did he say there that isn't brilliant in the analysis? Is exact, this goes back to exactly what I said. This is the exact reason why I said I am dedicating an entire week to dealing with this each and every day on my podcast because no one is focused on what happened here. No one is focusing on just how high-reaching this goes because it goes high, right? This goes to the highest levels of the government. You have a Campaign that should have never been spot on, and yet it was. You had interviews that happened with James Comey that should have never happened. FBI should have never sat down with with Flynn, right? The FBI should have never had had a moment, an opportunity to go in there and do what he did, and they did it anyway. How'd you get him in there? I just, you know, figured they were stupid. Figure they were dumb enough to let us in, so I decided, screw it, I'll do it. It worked. James Comey had to know at some point that this was a lie. At some point, they had to know it. At some point, he had to know it. And he did it anyway. Because we know, based on what we have been told now, that they knew in January 2016, the FBI knew in January of 2016, that this was a total fabrication of the facts. There was nothing to the Russian collusion story. And everybody went along with the conspiracy from the top down. They all were in on it. Don't tell me Hillary Clinton didn't know. I don't believe it based on the facts. Don't tell me James Comey didn't know. Because based on the facts, clearly he knew. Don't tell me Nancy Pelosi didn't know. Don't tell me Adam Schiff didn't know. Don't tell me AGs that were attacking the Trump campaign and the AGs that were attacking and trying to lock people up around to just squeeze him because they wanted him gone so badly. They couldn't handle it. They had to have him gone. 
Even James Comey admitted that the FBI gave the FISA court false information. Everybody remember that? To even get the warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. Would you agree that the FISA court was also given false information by the FBI? I think that's fair. The FBI. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. That's the best you can do. You, you, you as the leader of the FBI had your agents and all of you got in on together and you put together to a FISA court, a warrant that was based in nothing but, but dog poo. And you did it anyway. And you get asked that question, you're like, oh, man, I think it's fair. Yeah, I think the assessment's pretty fair. Yeah, we, 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 we screwed that one up. No, they didn't screw it up. This is deliberate, folks. If, if you know that something is a lie, as James Comey knew it was a lie, and then you move forward to spy on the campaign of the Trump administration, you didn't get duped. You're the one that, that, that literally said, I am going to move forward with information that I know is wrong to then weaponize the U.S. government against a man running for the White House. Would you agree that the FISA court was also given false information by the FBI? I think that's fair. The FBI should have included, or at least pushed to the lawyers so they could make a decision, information that you just said, things like that, that the, another agency had not a source relationship, but some kind of contact relationship. Okay. I want to... I wanna... <laughs> When he's doing that interview, he knew. I mean, how could anyone say that James Comey was not intimately involved in the the Trump-Russia probe would would defy logic and facts? 1-877-381-3811. I want to get your phone calls, your reaction to this story. Mark will be back with you, like I said, tomorrow. You can send me a message on Twitter, Telegram, Facebook, whatever. All of them. Getter, we're on all of them, right? Ben Ferguson Podcast there. You can download my podcast as well. Ben Ferguson Podcast. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. He'll be back with you tomorrow. Talking about the biggest story that should be wall-to-wall coverage on every network tonight. Should be in the front page of every newspaper. And that is the indictment of one of the top lawyers with the Clinton campaign. And what is clearly a conspiracy to commit one of the biggest frauds in the history of this country. Certainly when it comes to politics. You know, I I go back to Watergate and those two guys that were writers that we've now turned into like gods of journalism. Guys, Woodward, where where the hell is that guy right now? Seriously. Why isn't he doing his job talking about this? Why, Why isn't... Woodward, an American investigative journalist, started working for the Washington Post, right? Guy that helped bring down Nixon. Why isn't he telling the truth on this story? (laughs) You know what he's doing today? 
eight hours ago. Yahoo News headline. Bob Woodward war- warns Donald Trump wants to be president again for one worrying reason. Let's slander the president. Bob Woodward thinks he knows that what Donald Trump wants to do if he wins the presidency again. On Tuesday's MSNBC Morning Joe, Woodward and fellow Washington Post journalists Robert Costa spoke about the reporting that went into their newly released book, Peril. The book details the final months of the Trump administration, lifts the lid on many of the expletive-laden rants and attempts to overturn the 2020 election results. <laughs> Costa know that many of Trump's allies they interviewed believe he wants another shot at becoming president in 2024. Well, of course he does. Why wouldn't he? Woodward brought the question of what Trump would want to do if he were back in the White House. And the answer is... To be Donald Trump, Woodward said, and that's not an agenda. That does not connect to the needs of the people in this country. So the investigative journalists went all politics on that answer. His disconnection from that, the struggle that people are engaged in, he has no idea. And again, the power of the presidency is so great, Woodward continued. Yeah, let's not talk about what actually happened in framing the president, trying to bring him down, trying to put people in prison. Hillary Clinton be involved, you, you, you scumbag journalists, right? You're not a journalist, you're a hack. You're not a god of journalism. You're a hack. Something else that makes me laugh about Woodward's response to this, right? His disconnect from that, the struggle that the people are engaged in. Are you insane? We had the lowest unemployment rate ever in this country. When Donald Trump was president of my lifetime, especially among minorities, African-Americans, Hispanics, Asian-Americans, you don't think he cared about people struggling? We have 10.2 million jobs that are open. 10.3 million jobs are open in this country. We have small businesses that are shutting the doors, restaurants that aren't even serving lunch because they can't find workers. Trust me, I know. I own a restaurant. We literally can't get people to come in for a job interview right now at my barbecue restaurant. We're having to compete with people that are... Out of nowhere, having to offer things like 401ks, retirement plans for part-time workers, not even full-time. I took a picture yesterday of what I referred to as the new normal. People in this country are so desperate for workers right now. Here's, I'm, I'm just going to read this for you. I took a picture and I sent it to my team and I said, this is the new normal in America. Join our team, real food and real benefits, quality quarterly bonuses Debt-free college degrees, free food, real culinary skills, opportunities for rapid advancement, 401k plan and paid vacation, sick leave, access to medical, dental, vision, and mental health benefits. Now hiring, text to the number. This is even for part-time employees. Because Biden has ruined not only the economy, but he's ruined the work ethic of the American people by giving away so much free crap. Let's go back to James Comey for just a moment here. James Comey bragged about sending FBI agents over to the White House to try to nail General Flynn, who served his country honorably, and put him in jail, squeeze him. Give me the, give me the, the real stuff on Donald Trump. And he knew he was breaking protocol. He knew he went around the White House counsel's office and instead decided to laugh at how trusting basically the Trump administration was, how trusting General Flynn was. But if you're General Flynn and you serve your country, I don't think you could have ever imagined that the FBI would come over to basically try to frame you on information that they had that they knew was based on a lie created by the Clinton campaign. 
You look at this White House now, and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the same room. How did that happen? I sent them. Um, <laughs> um, something we, I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with. Probably something I wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with. When your FBI director is saying that in a response where the audience is laughing, this guy's a psychopath. I'm going to have the rest of that audio coming up and your phone calls. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Well, greetings, my friends. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. He will be back with you tomorrow. I thought it was a rapture alert I was going to start the show with tonight, telling you CNN's actually talking smack about Joe Biden. It's true. They're actually criticizing Joe Biden. And when that happens, you've got to figure out real quick, why are they doing this? Well, I can tell you exactly why. They don't want the other story, the biggest story out there today, the indictment with the Durham investigation. They don't want to have to cover it. Because if they do, they're going to have to tell you the truth. That their network was a part of a conspiracy to bring down the President of the United States of America, Donald Trump. That they were not only a part of it, that they were hiring people to give out misinformation. Remember, facts first, right? Yeah, no, just kidding. That's a joke. They're now criticizing Donald Trump, or excuse me, Joe Biden, so they don't have to cover the story that if they have to tell you about it, you will say, wow, I'll never trust them again. This indictment and the layout of the indictment is significant. And this conspiracy theory is at the highest levels of our government in multiple areas of our government. It's the highest levels of the CIA. It's the highest levels of the Justice Department. It's the highest levels of the FBI. It's the highest levels within the White House with the President of the United States of America. And we know now that the FBI knew in January 2016 that the entire story was crap. The entire story was an actual hoax paid for, written, and bought by the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign. And while they were impeaching the President of the United States of America over Russian collusion, they all knew it was a lie. And while they were trying to lock people up and ruin people's lives and make them spend their life savings on lawyers and people having sleepless nights because they were afraid they were going to end up in jail. And at that point, why wouldn't you think you might end up in jail knowing that the game is stacked against you? They were doing it all while laughing about it. Today's newspapers should have been filled with headline after headline with different parts of the story. 
What did Hillary Clinton know and when did she know it? What did James Comey know and when did he know it? How, the, how was the FBI able to weaponize information that they'd already deemed to be totally unreliable and move forward this way? How was Congress able to overthrow the will of the people by trying to impeach Donald Trump for something that their own party paid for in that dossier? The DNC was a part of this conspiracy as well. The entire Democratic Party. Not just Hillary Clinton. The entire Democratic Party. How is it that in the United States of America you can spy on a presidential campaign because of a lie that you bring to the table? How do we allow that in America? How is that possible in America? All of what I just said to you is exactly what happened to Donald Trump. Anybody sorry for it? No. I go back to the Audio. James Comey downplaying the role of the Steele dossier in that FISA application. He said, "Oh, it wasn't. It was just a bunch of a bunch of different facts." Back in 2019, December 16th, James Comey downplayed the Steele dossier that he knew was a lie in 2016 in that FISA application. Now, why did he downplay it? Because he knew that that FISA application should have never been granted, and the FBI should have never been investigating this. James Comey also bragged, right, about sending some FBI agents. He was asked in 2018 after he knew in 2016 that the Steele dossier and all this was just nothing but a created lie by the party he supports. And when he was asked in 2018, who who went around the, how did you go around the protocol? Why did you go around the protocol of going through the White House Counsel's office and instead just sending some FBI agents in the White House for a General Flynn perjury trap. Comey smugly said, I sent him. And everybody laughed. This is America today? This is what our government is like today? You look at this White House now, and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the state room. How did that happen? I sent them. Um. <laughs> Um, something we, I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration, in the George W. Bush administration, for example, or the Obama administration. <laughs> the protocol, two men that all of us have perhaps increased appreciation for uh, over the last two years. <laughs> and in both of those administrations, there was process. And so if the FBI wanted to send agents into the White House itself to interview a senior official, you would work through the White House counsel and there'd be discussions and approvals and who would be there. And I thought it's early enough. Let's just send a couple guys over. Let's just send a couple guys over. He's proud of this, by the way. This is the psycho that was in charge of the FBI investigation, which was not investigation. It was a FBI organized overthrow of the will of the people of the president of the United States of America, Donald Trump. Prove me wrong. I go back to December 2019. 
James Comey downplaying the role of the Steele dossier in the in the FISA application with and, and let's be clear, without that Steele dossier, which he knew was crap, which he knew was created by the Clinton campaign and the DNC and Fusion GPS, that is all tied to Hillary Clinton. And he knew without that dossier, no FISA application would even have been filled out. And the FISA court would not have given them the ability to spy on the Trump campaign. So they just made it up. They said, all right, we make up a big enough lie. We'll eventually get Donald Trump on something else he did in his life. And we can spy on his campaign and then we'll be able to beat him. Of the central issues is the role that the Steele dossier played which was oppo research paid for by the democrats what role it played in getting the fisa warrants to surveil page again here's your version and again here's the inspector general my recollection was it was part of a broader mosaic of facts that were laid before the fisa judge to obtain a fisa warrant and we concluded that the steel reporting played a central and essential role in the decision to seek a fisa order Horowitz says it wasn't part, as you told Brett Baer, it wasn't part of a broader mosaic. He said it played an essential role in establishing probable cause. In fact, he says, if it hadn't been for the Steele dossier, the FBI probably wouldn't have even submitted a FISA application that had been reviewed in April of 2016, or August, rather, of 2016. They decided not to do it. They get the Steele dossier. They do it. It wasn't part of a broader mosaic. That's what you said, sir. I'm not sure he and I are saying different things. What his report says is that the FBI thought it was a close call until they got the Steele report, put that additional information in, and that tipped it over to be probable cause. It's a long FISA application that includes Steele material and lots of other material. I don't think we're saying different things. Well, I think you are, sir, because he's saying, you're saying it's part of a broader mosaic, it's just one element. He's saying it was the tipping point. It's what brought it over. That doesn't make it part of a broader mosaic. It makes it the centerpiece of the whole FISA application and the ability to surveil Carter Page. Yeah, I don't understand him to be saying that. I could be wrong about that. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, he's doing this interview, by the way, with, with, with Chris Wallace. And this is the guy who's supposed to, you're supposed to, like, to trust the head of the FBI. And he's just lying on TV. Lying about the dossier, lying about Christmas Steele, lying about all of it. Go, I don't, I don't see it that way. Because this scumbag wanted to get rid of Donald Trump and overthrow the will of the people. Take Donald Trump's name out of it. And just think about the implications of what this means. We live in a country that is supposed to be the greatest country in the world. Right? The music's supposed to play. We're supposed to be the greatest country in the world. You're supposed to have warm fuzzies about America. And you got an FBI director who's trying to overthrow the will of the people. And this isn't just one crazy guy that went rogue and James Comey. It's a media that went rogue. It's the DNC that went rogue. It's the President of the United States of America and Barack Obama that went rogue. State Department went rogue. Not only did they all go rogue, but then we find out, and this is totally unrelated, but it's, it's, the, prince, it's the principle of what has happened in this country that we have got to figure out a way to fix it and fix it fast. Look at General Milley. Don't tell me these two things aren't connected to one another. You think General Milley, a guy who basically just says, ah, screw it, I'm going to just take over the government, right? In this new book, I'm going to 
coordinate with our enemy in China. I'm going to warn China if America is going to shoot them. And I'm going to have meetings telling the chain of command, you go through me, not the president, before you do any military action, that you don't act on behalf of what the president tells you to do. I'm in, you're going to come to me first. You think a guy like that would be that arrogant if it wasn't for what he witnessed during the entire time under the FBI, under James Comey, under Barack Obama? There's cause and effect, folks. And when you realize that you can overthrow a government by falsifying, not not falsifying, creating a story that didn't exist and pay for it like the Clinton campaign did. And James Comey, the FBI, and everybody else will jump on board with this. And then CNN will actually go out there and hire these scumbags to have them commentate on a story that they knew was fabricated. Wow. You don't think General Milley, that doesn't inspire guys like him to just say, well, screw it, I'm going to do what the hell, whatever the hell I want to do too. I know a lot of you have got a lot to say about this, and I do want to get your phone calls, okay? 1-800 or 1-877-381-3811. I'm going to get all of your reaction to this. You can follow me. You can send me your comments on Twitter, on Facebook, on Telegram, all the getter, all those. I'm, I'm on all of them. Uh, and you can also download my podcast, the Ben Ferguson Podcast. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back. It has been Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin will be back with you. Miniana, if you just join us, we're talking about the biggest news story that no one seems to be covering, which is just asinine to me. Uh, not only the Durham indictment, but what it means and are there more indictments coming? Clearly, based on the first indictment, the answer should be yes. And what we now know is there is a grand conspiracy. A conspiracy to overthrow the will of the people. I want to get to some of your phone calls. one 877 381-3811. Let me go to John. Welcome in Virginia. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Hello. Hello, Mr. Ferguson. Before I get to my point, I would like to make two prefaces here. One is I've been, I've been a 30-plus year movement conservative. I, I, you, know, you know, back in the days of Ronald Reagan. Number two, what goes around comes around. Were you as upset about the lies that Donald Trump told about Senator Cruz and his family? Was I as upset Were about you? the lies? I'm trying to I'm trying to go back and remember what you're referencing. I think you're uh, referencing you know, Rafael Cruz, his father, and some of the things that he said. The answer is not only yes, but you can check the tape because, in fact, if you really want to go back, you can go look at the archives of Trump's tweets because. We got into a Twitter war during the campaign over that. So the answer is, yes, I was upset about it. Long ago, I, I, I refused to vote for him in, in 16. I refused to vote for him in six, uh, 8 or 16, 20. And I'm not going to vote for him okay, in 24. Me, He's not- okay, hold on. You're, this, is, this is the problem, though, that I have with, with guys like you. You call me up and you start talking to me about it. This, this is what, what if-ism, right? You, you say, well... Did you, were you upset when Donald Trump did X, Y, or Z? 
Donald Trump never weaponized the FBI to put people in jail that didn't deserve to go to jail, number one. Donald Trump didn't weaponize the Department of Justice to terrorize people because he didn't like them politically, number, number two. Okay? Donald Trump never created a fake document accusing Hillary Clinton or any, other, any of his other political opponents of colluding with Russia, our enemy, and that somehow they were controlling the strings of our government. So this whataboutism that guys like you do, John, it doesn't play with me because it has nothing. You can take Donald Trump out of this, okay? And, and based on principle, do I think Donald Trump has done everything perfect? No, I don't. I don't think, by the way, I've done everything perfect in life either. I want to make that clear. I, I, I'm sure you have not done everything in your life perfect either. That Take Donald Trump out of it, John. Any, any FBI director and DOJ and sitting president and presidential campaign, former Secretary of State and a former president that willfully and knowingly creates information to then impeach any president of the United States of America and to overthrow the will of the people. That's why I said earlier, John, take Donald Trump out of it. The fact is James Comey, Clapper, all these other scumbags, Chinese Communist News Network, CNN, they were, in, they were employing the people to, to actually speak as experts on Clinton, on, the, on this Russia collusion story, and they knew it was a fabrication. They were trying to overthrow the will of the people. So it is completely different than what you originally said a moment ago. And by the way, I did criticize it then, just to be consistent. I did, and, and you can go back and look at look at look at look at our, our spats back then. I, I was a supporter in that that first primary of, of Ted Cruz, good for dear friend of mine. But but again, you're missing the point if you think that your this phone call has anything to do with what Trump has said in the past. This is not about Trump. This is about a government that turned on the voters in America. That is the point I've been making all week. When I've been doing my podcast is is that you have a government that said we don't like how you voted and we're going to overthrow the vote. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin will be right back. Conservatism with passion. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now. 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. It is the Ben Ferguson Show. Nice to have our Ben Ferguson, Mark Levin Show. Excuse me, Ben Ferguson filling in. You can tell I do my own show every day. If you just joined us tonight, they're laughing at me in the studio right now. I, you knew it was going to happen one day. I was just going to, that's when you know I'm coming out with good information, right? I'm just like, get the name out there, move on. Mark Levin, the great one, he will be back with you. Tomorrow, Durham, uh, this big Durham indictment, we're now seeing that he's he's laid out a very well laid out conspiracy charge. And it's very clear that this isn't going to just be like one indictment and that's it. What I've been told from sources that I trust that this is going to involve top level people in the Clinton campaign. Not only is this going to involve top-level people in the Clinton campaign, 
But this is going to involve possibly people even that were in the White House and at the FBI. This is exactly why Mark said on Fox, enough is enough. You need to drag in Hillary Clinton before a grand jury because she knew about this too. I mean, enough is enough. Yes, enough is enough. (laughs) But Mayor Garland, remember, he declined to say when he was asked whether to keep the special counsel John Durham. And that's the other reason why these indictments better come quick, because once they see how successful they are in connecting these dots, they're going to want this thing to go away. Remember the attorney general's confirmation hearing and what he had to say when he was asked about the Durham special counsel John Durham. He was asked, hey, like, you're going you're gonna to keep this guy? And you got a, you got a non-answer from him. I, I, I don't have any information about the investigation um, as I sit here uh, today. And, the very, and another one of the very first things I'm going to have to do is speak with Mr. Durham, figure out how his investigation is going. I understand uh, that he has been permitted to remain in his position Um, And sitting here today, I have no reason to think that that was not the correct uh, decision. Okay, and and I suppose that would be an answer that he would only be removed for cause then. Uh, Would that be your position? Well, uh, Senator, I I really do have to have an opportunity to talk with him. I have not had that opportunity. He won't commit to that, right? In other words, well... You know, I'm the attorney general, and maybe if he's doing good work that doesn't help my party, I might, might just, he might just kind of disappear, you know. Uh, as I said, I don't have any reason from what I know now, um, which is really, really very little, uh, to make any determination on that ground. But I don't have any reason to think uh, that he should not remain in place. Yeah, so, so I'm going to decline to say if I'll keep the special counsel, John Durham. You better hurry up and get everybody, because if you think they won't circle the rag wagons around you, you're wrong. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Let me get back to your phone calls. Let me go to Glen Line One in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. How are you? Hey Ben. Hey man. So I thank you for spotlighting this. So. It's more sinister than even you're even making it out. So when you factor in that, people say, well, he lied, he lied. What came about with the lie? You got a FISA warrant with three subsequent renewals. A FISA warrant's good for 90 days. So 90 times times four is 360 days they were able to uh, spy on Trump. What about the conversation between McCabe and, and Rosenstein? Remember, Rosenstein was running the, the uh, the, was basically the AG because uh, Sessions recused himself. So there was a dialogue that they had, which makes it even more sinister, where they were saying that they wanted to, to take and put a, a Rosenstein alluding to basically saying something to the effect of, oh, nobody will, nobody will think I'm a, he's a, he, in my opinion, was a wolf in sheep's clothing and a real sinister actor, Rosenstein. And, but keep what you, keep doing what you're doing, yeah, by, by the way, Mr. Producer, can you look it up? Didn't Rod, did, did he get a job afterwards? Was it at CNN? I, I, I want to check before I say it, because there are so many of these guys that got hired by CNN and, and they came over to commentate on something they knew was a lie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, just, they, they knew it I was a lie. Was one of them that signed off on the warrant. I believe he was one of the ones that signed off on the FISA warrant, if, I, if I'm correct. I have four. Well, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you a headline from CNN. This is from 
June the 3rd, 2020. Rosenstein acknowledges problems with FBI's Russia probe, but defends the Mueller appointment. Former Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein said Wednesday he would not have signed off on a foreign surveillance warrant used in the FBI's Russia investigation, but he defended his appointment of former special counsel Bob Mueller to investigate the Russian election interference in President Donald Trump's associates. Well, if you knew the entire thing was a hoax, why did you then weaponize the FBI? Because he wanted to get rid of Donald Trump. He wanted to. That's it. This is overthrowing the will of the people. I'll say it again because I think it's important for people to understand this. (laughs) Take Donald Trump out of it. The whole concept here is that a man won the presidency and the federal government at the highest level said, we don't like the will of the people, so we're going to impeach him and we're going to make up a story to do it that's not true. That's exactly why this is a conspiracy at the highest levels with everybody involved. Go back to Lindsey Graham, South Carolina Republican. He even pressed Rosenstein on whether Mueller should have been appointed at all, given that no conspiracy was ultimately found between Trump's team and Russia. Quote, the whole concept of the campaign, that the campaign was colluding with the Russians, there was, there was no there there in August 2017. Do you agree with the general statement, Graham asked? I agree with that general statement, Rosenstein responded. But the former number two of the Justice Department, who supervised the Mueller investigation, said... There was, quote, reasonable suspicion. What, because you didn't like Trump? To investigate the probe that was properly open, even if no conspiracy was ultimately found. Appointing Mueller was the correct call, Rosenstein went on to say. I believe, quote, at the time, Senator, and I still believe it was the right decision under the circumstances. What were the circumstances? You had something in January the FBI knew was not credible. You had a dossier that was not credible. You had the Hillary Clinton campaign if you want a probable cause, for look at who paid for the dossier. Look at who financed it. It was his political opponent. Rosenstein went on to say, quote, I think it's important to establish that an independent investigation found that the, Russia, that, that the Russians sought to interfere in the election and that no Americans conspired with them. But you guys decided to impeach him anyway. You guys decided to nail him anyway. Graham responded with, look, we've looked at Russia's role in the election. Now we're going to look at the Mueller investigation, and we're going to look hard. We're going to look at the Mueller appointment in May 2017 to see if there was a crime worthy of even being investigated. We're going to talk about how it got off the rails. Who's responsible for it getting off the rails? Well, now we know. James Comey, Bob Mueller, Rod Rosenstein, and the rest of them. That's... I mean, Rosenstein signed off on the FISA warrant renewal. He testified saying he was not present for the start of the Russia probe in July 2016, but he signed off on the third renewal of a FISA court warrant approved by Page, Carter Page. Warrants that the inspector general concluded were undermined by significant problems. But hey, even if all this is coming out right now, the question you have to ask yourself was, did it work? Is Donald Trump no longer the president of the United States of America, partly due to the slandering of him for four years? Did Donald Trump have a great presidency? Or was he being undermined the entire time by this type of crap? Were people around Donald Trump afraid to just do their jobs because they were afraid 
that the federal government was going to come after them? The answer is yes. All of this at the highest levels of the government. one 381 3811 Let me go to Mark, line four, in Maryland. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Hello. Hey, Ben, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Go ahead. Hey, Ben, you were 100% correct about what you've been saying, and people need to think back and to a little thing before the Clintons got into power. There was a little thing called the Whitewater Affair. And the first guys to go to jail there were the real estate appraisers. But who was the prosecutor there? He was one of the gentlemen that you're talking about. This is a conspiracy of deceit and deception and influence peddling. And you are 100% right in what you're saying and you're thinking. And the people in Washington, D.C., on both sides of the aisle should be held accountable for this. Because if you will let somebody be persecuted, that you were supposed to be in your party and nobody says a word, you were in on it with the other side of the aisle. Because silence means consent, and you have a pack of, not everybody in Congress I'm not talking about, but you have a pack of deception and deceitful people who steal from the American public and waste our tax dollars on things and disperse it in ways that people don't even understand. And you're 100% correct, sir, and I salute you. Well, this is a story that should be front-page news, and investigative journalists should be focusing on this day after day after day. They are not on purpose. And that is even why I go back to CNN. I was in shock that CNN actually said something negative about Joe Biden. And as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, what are they trying to cover up now? What, what is it that they're trying to cover up? Because, I, I mean, I worked there for seven years, a conservative commentator, fighting the good fight. Seven years. And you, you, you just don't see CNN actually criticize a Democrat in Joe Biden. Like, like remember, they're the guys that, that try to rehabilitate Anthony Weiner's career. Right? They're the, they're the guys that, if you're one of them, you can do, I mean, look at Chris Cuomo. And his connections to his brother and what he was doing for his brother. Like you, it's CNN. If you're a Democrat, we will save you no matter what. We'll rehabilitate you at all costs. Look at their legal analysts. A guy that was pleasuring himself on a Zoom call. We rehabilitated him because he's a Democrat. But when you see CNN actually coming out and, 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 and actually saying. Actually saying. Joe Biden's having, like, a tough time right now. I mean, let's just rewind five days ago. CNN had an actual panel that said Republicans attending Saturday's rally, right, this rally in in Washington, which I I didn't go to, don't support, didn't care about it, but they referred to them as the, quote, Taliban. They're the Taliban. That's how much they hate you. And what do you think? Do you think there is an overthrow the government fetish, as Adam Kinzinger argues there? Absolutely. Overthrow the government fetish. CNN was helping overthrow the government, the will of the people. CNN was actively putting out misinformation for years to get the president impeached, Donald Trump. And now they want to say Republicans have a fetish to overthrow the government? Shut up. Absolutely. There's a delusional fetish. There is just a disconnect with reality. We know Joe Biden won the election. 
And these folks are showing up because on January 6th, there was a group of people who wanted to overthrow our government and did not believe what actually voters decided to do. And then they're coming back on Saturday. By the way, I got to go back. If you're going to if you're going to start throwing out overthrow the government, then you have to be intellectually honest about what CNN was doing the entire time Trump was president. You were pushing a Russian collusion story that you knew was a lie and you employed the people that actually implemented the lie to then commentate on the lie. Don't ever lecture me again about trying to overthrow the government when you guys knew that the information you're putting out there was all about overthrowing the government. And then you say, oh, well, Republicans are basically the Taliban. To make the point uh, a second time. This is not the first time a rally has a reunion, so to speak. It happened when Charlottesville, um, neo-Nazis, Nazis marched in the street and they came back to unite the right. But the thing that is... By the, and by the way, that had nothing to do with January 6th, but let's just throw it all in there together, right? You're Republican, you're white, you're now a Nazi. So disgusting to me is the same Republicans who will not condemn Saturday's attendees or the rally are the same ones blasting the Biden administration about Afghanistan. And when I look at the people who come on Saturday, I draw very close parallels to the Taliban. They are people who don't have respect for democracy. They are people who don't have respect for diverging ideas. And that is what people on January or January 6th did for. And that is what people who will come on Saturday. And if you're Republican and Democrat and you won't condemn, shame on you. And people should take them on in the primary. And Donald Trump, they should not be afraid of Donald Trump. I know it's hard to say, but we have to have some leadership in this Republican Party and stand up or we are going to be in a cycle of this. Yes, you're the Taliban, folks. By the way, you want to know why a bunch of people didn't come out and condemn people getting together and having a organized rally? Because if you actually believe in freedom of speech, you defend everyone's right to freedom of speech, including people you disagree with. You don't silence them or lock them up or try to call them Taliban members or terrorists. Like Black Lives Matter, don't agree with them, right? Defund the police, don't agree with them, but I'm not going to call them the Taliban until they're out there beheading Americans and beheading children. I'm not calling them the Taliban, you scumbags. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin will be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. He will be back with you tomorrow. If you just joined us, we're talking about the biggest story that's not being covered right now, and that is a story that should make all of you angry. A story of a full-blown conspiracy to overthrow the will of the people. I don't care if you like Donald Trump or not. You should be angry as an American voter that your government... And people in it have gained so much power that they can break the law and play by a different set of rules and undo your vote. Because that's exactly what they tried to do with the Russian collusion story, which the FBI knew in January of 2017, the first month that Donald Trump was president, that it was a lie. James Comey and everybody else knew it was a lie, and they went with it anyway. Hillary Clinton knew. That they, while they were trying to destroy Donald Trump, that it was a lie. Knew it. DOJ knew it. Nancy Pelosi knew it. 
The media knew it, and they went with it anyway because they didn't like how you voted. If they can do this to Donald Trump, they can do this to anybody. You want to know why so many great men and women sit on the sidelines and don't run for office? Who the hell would want to put up with this? I cannot tell you how often I get phone calls from prospective candidates. And they call me and they ask for advice. They're like, hey, I'm thinking about running for this. What does worst case scenario look like? And after I run through it, a lot of them, unfortunately, decide not to run. Is it worth putting your family through this? Is it worth having your family possibly be arrested? Look at, look at General Flynn. Served his country honorably. They literally set a perjury trap for him. Our government. And bragged about it. Laughed about it. Made money and wrote books off of it. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin will be right back. Here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Well, greetings. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin will be back with you manana. All right. Go ahead, get your Kleenex out. I'm going to tell you a horrific story. A story that's supposed to make you ashamed to be an American. A story that's supposed to horrify you. A story that is going to make you hate our government. You ready? Here it is. You got an invasion at the southern border. You got countless people that have died and been beaten and raped and Human traffic and sex traffic. We've got an amnesty mess as they're trying to give amnesty. We've got people living under bridges, 100-degree heats. You have a Biden administration that has no intention of fixing this problem, no intention of fixing this crisis because it's good for them, because they want to give amnesty to all these people, which is what I've been telling you all along. And then a video comes out, a video that's supposed to anger you, not the millions of people coming across illegally. Not the fact that all of them could kill you just with COVID alone, right? I'm using liberal logic now, right? The liberals say, you know, you, you're, you're trying to kill grandma if you have Christmas, Thanksgiving. Remember all that? You know, you're trying to kill people if you don't get the vaccine. You know, we browbeat governors that stand up for freedom, like the governor in Florida, governor in Mississippi, other places. We put up death numbers with their states to try to shame them into submitting to vaccine mandates. Remember, they, anybody that didn't get the vaccine is trying to murder you. All these people coming across the border in Del Rio, Texas, and everywhere else, nah, they're not trying to kill you. Do they have to get a vaccine? No, of course not. Why would, you, why would they have to give a, get a vaccine? You don't have to get a vaccine. Come on. Vaccines overrated. Now, if you're flying into America, of course, you've got to have a vaccine. But if you're not trying to fly into America, it's all good. If you're not trying to find America, everything's going to be okay, right? If you, you know, if you walk across the border, we don't care if you have a vaccine or not. So this new story comes out, and 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 the media, of course, has jumped on this. And the Department of Homeland Security chief is quote horrified, not at people coming across the border that could have COVID, not at 
cartel members coming across the border, not at possible terrorists coming across the border, not at human smuggling or human trafficking or the abuse of children that's coming across the border. No, no, no. He's horrified at the border agents who used horseback riding horses that they're on top of to disperse the Haitians that were breaking into the United States of America. Homeland Security Secretary. How did, Mr. Producer, how do we say his last name? Mayorkas. I got it right. Okay. Kind of like botching some of these guys' names every once in a while just to let them know they're not that important. Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. How about we call him Mayor Koss? Said Tuesday he was horrified by images of mounted Border Patrol agents using their horses to keep Haitian migrants from crossing into the U.S. illegally. His agency has launched an investigation into the men that were securing the border for the allegations of trying to keep people out of America that were breaking in illegally. Spike claiming Monday during a trip to the site that he saw nothing obviously wrong with how the agents acted. Photos and videos have surfaced since the weekend that showed the agents chasing and herding. That's the word we want to use, herding. The illegal immigrants as they exit the Rio Grande River on the U.S. side of the border. And some critics say the images appear to show the officers using their reins as whips. They didn't whip anybody. They spun them in a circle. One dude did it. Okay. Everybody calm down. Stop being crazy. One photo showed a border agent leaning over his saddle to grab a man running into the U.S. by his shirt. Well, what else are you going to do? If you tell people to stop and they keep running, how are you going to stop them? You want us to tase them? Because I'm sure that would be inhumane. Speaking during a visit Monday to the border where as many as 14,000 Haitians have gathered in the Del Rio, Texas area over the past week, Mayorkas noted that mounted agents often use long reins to help control their horses and to keep people from coming too close. As an explanation repeated by the president of the Border Patrol Union in the Del Rio sector. Did they whip anybody? No. Now, these Haitians don't give a crap about our laws, and if they did, they wouldn't charge at the horses or try to run around the horses or run around the U.S. Border Patrol agents on horseback And all they're trying to do is keep them out. If you don't like how they acted, these agents, I don't really care. Quote, to protect people on the ground, they must keep them away from the horses because if a horse steps on someone, the person could get a broken leg or other injury. If agents lose control of their horses, agents and immigrants can get hurt. But in an interview pandering on CNN Tuesday morning, Mallorca said he was horrified at what he saw. And we'll let the investigation play out. In other words, we're going to get browbeat by the media and the woke people of America. And we're going to turn the people protecting our border into the worst people in the world. Hell, we may even charge them with crimes. Because they were doing their job trying to protect the American border. Leave it to people, by the way, at CNN to play this one up. Department of Homeland Security Chief. Also, refusing to say there's actual crisis at the border, there is. As you are looking at these scenes, and you were there, is this a crisis? Let, let me... Um... Now, by the way, that question from CNN, Brianna Keeler, also rapture alert. She actually asked a, a, a good journalistic question of Mayorkas. Just know the reason why they're doing this is because every moment they can talk about the border right now, and they can kind of criticize Biden, they don't have to cover the Durham 
indictments. Let me share with you uh, quite clearly. It is heartbreaking to see because what we are seeing. It's a crisis that you guys created, by the way. Right. Extremely troubling, though. Investigation launched into the border crisis. No, no, not the border crisis into the. Border Patrol agents who are trying to keep Haitians out of America who are breaking in. We don't know who they are. They don't have masks on. We don't know if they have COVID or not, but the horses were there saying, don't come in. We're not going to let you in. And the Haitians said, "Uh, watch this, America. Here's our middle finger all the way from Haiti, and we're going to run through and around you, and you can't stop us. Aha! And who are we going to investigate? Not the people breaking our laws, but the people that were trying to to protect and defend our border. Yep, those are the bad guys. By the way, is there any problems at the border? Well, it's not a crisis. No. CNN will cover this, though. Don't worry, because they've got to, because they can't actually tell you what's going on with the Durham investigation, because that would indict them. Is vulnerable individuals having been deceived by smuggling in, uh, organizations and misinformation take the perilous journey north when we have been quite clear that it will not be successful and that is not what they should do. It is heartbreaking to see these... By the way, not be successful, that's a lie. Millions of people are proof that you can be very successful coming across the border. Millions of illegal immigrants in this country is proof that you're a liar. You want to know why these people keep coming? It's not because they're failing, it's because they're winning. What happens when people come across the border illegally? What do they do? Serious question. What do they do when they come across the border? They call home. Hey, I made it. You guys should come too. You have millions of advocates. Okay, you have millions and millions and millions of advocates. Millions who are calling home and sending money home and telling you, hey, these jobs in America are amazing. You can make money here. They won't stop you. Come across the border. Well, there might be a horse. But look, you just run around the horse. You'll get in. This guy's on TV, they lie. No, they're not going to be successful. Um, they are. 100,000 plus last month we let out into America and we'll never see them at their, quote, court date. As individuals, it is a human tragedy and we are addressing it as best we can. No, you're not. You're not addressing it the best you can. You're not just securing the border, shutting down the border, having law and order at the border. You guys have created this crisis. You don't believe it's a crisis. You believe it's an opportunity to fundamentally change the United States of America. That is the facts here. You fundamentally want to change this country and what it is. Fundamentally, you are in favor of changing this country. Even just from a, a basic scenario. Okay, a, just a basic scenario of, of safety on COVID alone. This is a humanitarian crisis. Don't, don't tell me this is tragic what's happening when you created it don't don't act like you actually give a crap when you're the ones that allowed this to happen not allowed it you 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 orchestrated it to happen everything that donald trump was doing to secure the border you guys undid it the day you became president your administration the department of homeland security undid everything trump did day one prove me wrong on under the laws that we are employing now this is really this is something we haven't seen before a this camp inside of the United States with thousands of people. What is the reticence to call something that is so clearly a crisis a crisis? 
because then it would make us look bad. Brianna, you know that. Come on, CNN. Play along. Why why are you going so hard on us, CNN? Calm down over there at CNN. Hey, hey, calm down. By the way, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Delusional. If you say it long enough, people will believe it, right? He actually said about the southern border, I honestly believe our borders are closed. He actually said that. Uh, Eight to 1,100 known gotaways, which would equate some, somewhere over 300,000 gotaways, known gotaways for, for the year. Uh, if you annualize these figures, been a couple hundred thousand people per month, uh, we'll be up to about 2.1 million apprehensions. Add the, get, the getaways, three to 400,000, we're up to two, two and a half million people. Um, you have repeatedly stated that our borders are not open, that they're closed. Do you honestly believe that our borders are closed? Um, Senator, uh, I do. This guy went to Texas and then he just looks at a senator and he actually says to Senator Johnson, like, hey, do you believe that the borders are closed? And he's like, uh, yes, I do. I mean, how, how, how stupid are you? That our borders are closed? Yeah, let's slow it down for him. Um, senator, uh, I do. Yeah. Senator, I do. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. You can send me your thoughts on Twitter, Facebook, what are, what are the parlor, getter, telegram. We're on them all. Also, I host a daily podcast. You can download that. I'd love to keep in touch with each and every day. We'll be right back. Love in. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. He will be back with you uh, tomorrow. And uh, if you haven't, by the way, bought Mark's book yet, <laughs> are we going week 10, guys? Is that right? If You've you got to buy it, by the way. I interviewed Mark uh, about this, American Marxism. The list comes out tomorrow. We're nine weeks in a row, right? Top of the list. So if you haven't bought American Marxism not only should you buy it because it's an amazing book, but you can just kind of stick it to the liberal whack jobs on the left and just show them yet again we are alive and well as a group of conservatives. Let's keep his book up at number one. If you have not read American Marxism yet, do it. Buy it. It's easy and it's awesome. Just a little headline to show you just how screwed up this country is right now. And this is just an example of the lawlessness. And I'll get back to the border in a second, but I'm going to use this as another example. A judge has finally moved to evict Long Island man, welcome to liberal towns, who hasn't paid a mortgage in 23 years. A Long Island man who hasn't paid a mortgage in 23 years doesn't qualify for pandemic housing protection because he's been staying in the home illegally, a judge has now ruled. The man, 52, bought the three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath home in 1998, for 290000 making a single mortgage payment before the house was foreclosed on in 2000. So he got to stay there for what, almost two years, rent-free. Pretty good deal, right? Oh, he wasn't done then. He was staying put. He filed for multiple bankruptcies and lawsuits in various courts in a never-ending and so far quite successful bid to not get evicted. The free ride could finally be over for the Nassau County Housing Court judge, 
on September the 14th if the decision stands that he brought down, I should say, on the 14th. The East Meadow home is currently owned by a company called Diamond Ridge Partners, which has been trying to oust the man before the pandemic-inspired eviction moratorium set in and created a historic housing court backlog. As this matter continues winding its serpentine, meandering way through the state and federal court system, he and another resident decided to use the pandemic as their last tool to stay in the house. They filed COVID-19 hardship declaration in April. The forms created by the Albany legislature. This is what liberals do when they screw up everything for hardworking Americans. They decide to help keep those hit hard, hard hit tenants from being ousted due to financial hardship during the pandemic. Go buy a new flat screen TV. You don't have to pay rent. They have served as an automatic pause on basically every eviction. Lawyers for the two men. <laughs> for Haspel and Sarichala, who was killed in a July car crash, contended that Diamond Ridge shouldn't get to move ahead of countless other small landlords waiting for their turn in the housing court to which the man noted with some dismay. Really? The Diamond Ridge and its prosecutors have been waiting for more than two decades. While there's scant case law on whether filing the hardship declaration alone can keep a landlord from evicting a tenant, the form shouldn't apply to Hans Paul because he's not a tenant, they say. Not a tenant, right? Got other people now even living there. <laughs> It's a foreclosure. The protection of the COVID declaration would be for tenants, but not those who have no financial obligation, including people who illegally stay in a home despite a foreclosure, who could be considered occupants, if not outright squatters. Got some nice cars out front, by the way. Got a Volkswagen, a Mercedes couple other sports cars. Nice house, actually. Part of me applauds the dude. Way to show how, how bad the liberal court system is. 23 years. 23 years and didn't have to pay a single dime. It's pretty genius. Much more coming up. Levin, America's tyranny hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. All right, so we're not investigating the crisis at the border. We're not investigating how these people are coming across the border. No, no, no. Why would we do that? We're going to investigate the people at the border that are trying to protect the border instead, who are on horseback And they were mean to the Haitians trying to come across the border. Mean. That's who we're going to investigate. We're going to go after those people because they're mean. You know, I can't believe these people on horseback that are Border Patrol agents actually tried to keep the Haitians from coming across the border after they said over and over again, don't come across, and they did it anyway. Can you believe that? What scumbags they are. These people are just good people. These Haitians are not mean These Haitians are just trying to get a better life. 
You're treating them in a terrible way. They're in, this is inhumane treatment of just innocent, beautiful people. They're just coming to America, and they happen to be breaking in. And we're going to give them everything. We're going to spend 100 and something thousand dollars per person that ends up staying in the country on average. We're going to give them the American dream. We'll give them amnesty. We'll give them the right to vote because they'll vote for us, Democrats. But remember, none of these people are violent. How dare you use horses to secure the border? How dare you? How dare you use horses to secure the border? None of these Haitians would ever do anything inappropriate in the United States of America. Period. Stop. All right, let me read you another headline. Totally unrelated, of course. Haitian migrants overtake and escape Border Patrol transport bus in Texas. A group of Haitian migrants took over a Border Patrol transport bus traveling to Brownsville Monday afternoon. Officials said some of the migrants escaped from the bus after a fight broke out. Hold on a second. These people can't do bad things. That's not what the narrative is. We're investigating the Border Patrol agents who were on horseback trying to keep them out and being inhumane in the way they were treating them. These Haitians would never do anything wrong. They're all good people. Back to that other story, totally unrelated. A commercial coach bus contracted by the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Protection transported a group of 29 migrants from the migrant camp in Del Rio. As they approached the rest area north of the Javier Vega Jr. Border Patrol checkpoint on U.S. Highway 77 in Kennedy County, a fight broke out among the migrants. What? You've already made it to America. You're on a bus. You're saying that some of these could be some bad hombres, to quote Donald Trump? Yeah, you can't say that anymore. That's like racist. The Cleburne County Sheriff, Richard Kirkpatrick, told Breitbart News, Breitbart, Texas, in a phone interview, it got bad. As Border Patrol agents struggled to regain control of the bus, a few of the migrants escaped and fled across the highway. Sheriff Kirkpatrick dispatched his deputies and Texas Department of Public Safety troopers to assist the agents in the neighboring counties. Quote, we got a call from an officer or agent being assaulted. That can't happen. Hold on. They're the bad guys. The agents, Border Patrol agents are the bad guys. You just told us so because they were on horses being mean to the Haitians coming across the border. They're all nice, all polite, all perfect. They're just breaking into this country. But that's accepted. When we got a call from an officer or agent being assaulted, we sent everyone from multiple agencies to assist, Sheriff Kirkpatrick said. The sheriff said 24 of 29 migrants were Haitian. It's not known at this time which migrants were involved in the big fight. The sheriff said Border Patrol sent two buses with security cages. Well, you can't do that. That's racist. To take over the transport of the migrants. So we put them in adults in cages. Wait, wasn't AOC down there crying about kids in cages that was happening and built under the Obama administration? That's right. But if AOC is not crying by a cage, is it really ever happening? The answer is no. National border. Hold on. Let let me go back to that for a second. Let's read that again. The sheriff said Border Patrol sent two buses. So the Biden administration sent two buses with security cages. So we put humans in cages under the Biden administration. Damn it, AOC. Get down there fast. We need some tears. Manufacture them, woman. Get out a fake bottle and spray it on your face, right? Get a little spray bottle. Get you some. Clear eyes, give you some visine, just pour it down your face. Cry at those cages of adults. How dare the Biden administration put people in cages that are violent? This is wrong. This is inhumane. Everybody should be angry. You should be outraged over this. You should be so outraged. 
How dare the Biden administration put adults in cages? one 381 3811 1-877-381-3811. Let's get your phone calls in here on this. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing. These two stories have nothing to do with one another. Just want to be clear about that. Nothing to do with one another. When we go to Lee, line five, welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Hi. Lee, you there? All right, Lee. I think we lost you. We'll try to get you back. Let me go back to your phones. 1-800 or 1-877-381-3811. Let me go to Donna in Frederick, Maryland. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hello. Hi, Ben. Uh, You've done a great job with this show. And I am very intrigued by the fact that you are discussing the John Durham indictment of Sussman. And, you know, I feel like the, the media, the biggest enemy America knows, with the exception of conservative media, um, will do everything to clog the airwaves and cover up anything that reflects badly on them. So I have a quick question for you. If you think the next indictment will be either upstream or downstream and who you might be, think it might be. And then the other thing I want to say is. All right, let's I, deal with that first real quick, OK, because let, let's deal with it. It's an important question that you just asked um, with these indictments will be upstream or downstream from the, the lawyer in the Clinton campaign. I think it's probably going to be at least at the same level. I think there's a very good chance it could it could be bigger fish to fry. You know, you indict this guy, maybe he takes a deal, right? Do you want to spend X number of years in prison? Or do you want to help us connect some of these dots to the collusion and this conspiracy theory that you guys fabricated and then sold to the American people? And and the media was in on it, and the Biden administration was, you know, going to use this to their advantage. The Obama administration clearly knew it was happening. You guys got FISA warrants to spy on the Trump campaign because of information that you knew was a lie. And then you guys impeached the president of the United States of America over information that you knew was a lie. I mean, at what point does this stop? I don't know. But what I do know is this goes to the highest levels in our government, the FBI, the CIA, the DOJ, and the White House, and Congress. Nancy Pelosi at some point knew that she was impeaching Donald Trump. Adam Schiff knew at some point that he was impeaching Donald Trump based on a lie, on information that they knew was a lie. You got to hold them. Acu- I mean, you got to really hold them accountable, is. right? I mean, if you're Durham and you see this, mm-hmm. the real conspiracy is you had a group of people in the United States government that willfully tried to overthrow the will of the people, overthrow a free election. Forget influencing a, an election, right? Which was the whole conspiracy theory with, you know, Russian collusion, right? They, they were colluding to influence our election. Screw that. The Democratic Party, Hillary Clinton, and and members of Congress. The media and the White House, right? They, they didn't just, they conspired to overthrow the will of the United States people. Forget Donald Trump. This is not about Donald Trump. This is about a government that, that said, we don't like the results of an election and we'll just change them. And That's, I agree with you. You know what? It's, what's more frightening? The fact that it's global 
in nature. And I think that's going to be where we're really going to need discovery. And that's where I expect the boomerang effect to come in. I think what goes around comes around. It's just a matter of time. It's like a ticking time bomb, and we're getting little drips of this information. And I well, think it's going hey, to gather turn, momentum. Maybe I'm too positive. I, I, look, I don't, I don't think you're, you're, you're wrong on getting momentum because the indictment was so well laid out in so many pages and implied others are, are involved in a grand conspiracy. I think you're absolutely right. But, but if you want to know how bad it is, just watch CNN and MSNBC, okay? And watch how they're now criticizing the border crisis. Watch how they're starting to criticize the, Joe Biden with the economy. And it's all for self-preservation. Because they're the ones that help facilitate this lie. If this story gains legs, they're going to have to admit that not only did they lie to you, they did it for four years and they tried to overthrow your vote and the will of the people. And on top of that, they knew what they were selling you was a lie and they hired the people that created the lies to then commentate on it. I mean, that's why this is so damning to CNN, for example. It's exactly. You've it's the work, right. and then you add the silent Republicans too, and the Never Trumper crowd. They're all in the same grouping, just in different, you know, elements of it. It's like a hydra, you know. And I've well, heard you know, phrase. I used to, I used to think that the people that did this kind of crap were only the like the 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 pond scum, right? The the bottom feeders in the Democratic Party. The the guys like, oh, what the hell was that guy's name? The guy that that was eating a greasy bucket of chicken. Remember that congressman, just some nut job. What's his name? Oh, gosh. Um, Chicken little sky is falling, was lying over this the entire time. But like a bottom feeder. I mean, literally pond scum eater. Congressman Steve Steve Cohen, right? Steve Cohen. He was eating the bucket of chicken. Like, I used to think that, all right, there's always the the, the scum of the party. and, And those, the bottom feeders. And they're the ones that do this kind of crap. This is now like, for forget him, right? This 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 sky is falling chicken, you know, eat a bucket of chicken, greasy chicken guy that was that's in Congress that was screaming the whole time Donald Trump should be impeached. Even the day he was elected, he was saying he should be impeached. This then went all the way to the top and the FBI was involved and the CIA was involved and the DOJ was involved. I mean, th- this is no longer the, the kooks and, and the weirdos of the Democratic Party. This went mainstream this time. And those guys, I mean, they kept it alive, I guess. They're probably excited about it. I mean, there's going to be hell to pay, I think, for normal Democrats. The, these these scumbag pond, you know, pond scum feeders at the bottom that, you know, their biggest accomplishment is eating a, eating a greasy bucket of chicken in Congress as a PR stunt while screaming Donald Trump deserves to go to jail for everything when they knew it was a lie as well. These Steve Cohen types, they'll do it again. They're not ashamed of this. They got what they wanted. They think this is successful. We almost over we, we we almost overthrew the will of the people. We almost threw, overthrew a free and fair election, and ultimately we got rid of the guy we hated. Who cares if some people go to jail because of it? Who cares if some people get indicted? We did it, folks. That's that's the ball game for them. That's that's literally all they care about. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. You can tweet at me at Ben Ferguson Show at Ben Ferguson Podcast on. Somebody just said, are you on Instagram? I am, at Ben Ferguson Podcast. You can also download my podcast I do every day. I'd love to be friends with you there as well. So download our podcast. We'll be right back. Lovin.
just say, and I'm going to just complain. This is a personal note. Mr. Producer and I were talking during the break here. I am so irritated, and this is totally personal, at the Biden administration just for how, I mean, they can even screw up the prices of used cars, and that's hard to do. They can screw up the price of new new cars. I just turned 40, and I had, like, some bucket list cars I really wanted to take a look at, right, and see. You can't get a deal on anything right now. The used car market's up, like, 30 40% year over year. You could have bought a used car last year and and, and driven it for an entire year and and actually, like, break even or even make money on it right now. And new cars, get get out of here. There's no options, Go to any car dealership right there. They don't have any. They can even screw up car sales. That's how bad these guys suck. All right, there, I feel better. <laughs> You're laughing, Mr. Producer. I know it. I know you. I, I, it's true, though. I mean, you, it, not only the gas prices through the roof, but you guys, they can't even give us, just leave my cars alone, okay? I just want to go buy something cool that goes fast. No, I don't want an electric car either. Somebody asked the other day, they're like, hey, if someone gave you a Tesla, would you drive it? I'm like, sure, as long as it's free. I'm not an idiot. I'm not buying one. That, that, that I'm not doing. No way. Uh-uh. I'm not buying one. I mean, you give me one, sure, we can talk. All right, 1,000 or over 10,000 mostly Haitian migrants sleeping under Texas Bridge. More are expected. And people are angry. And now we're investigating the Border Patrol agents who are on horseback who are trying to stop them from invading our country. And, of course, the narrative is they're all good people. None of them are bad guys. None of them are bad hombres. They're all perfect. They're all just trying to get a better life. Of course, totally, like, completely separate story, right? Haitian migrants overtake, attack, assault, Border Patrol agents, and escape a Border Patrol transport bus in Texas. And these two stories are not, uh, n- nothing to do with one another. When we get a call from an officer, an agent being assaulted, we send everyone from multiple agencies. That's what the sheriff said. The sheriff said 24 of the 29 migrants were Haitian. That's not possible. They're all good people. They're just trying to get a better life. We should never be mean to them. And the Biden administration is now putting those Haitians in cages. Quote, sheriff said Border Patrol sent two buses with security cages to take over the transport of the migrants. I can't believe it. The Biden administration put adults in cages. Where is AOC? Come cry, please. There's a photo op waiting on you. Governor Abbott responded. So what they did in doing that is they committed a crime. He urged local officials to arrest and prosecute the migrants. The Border Patrol Union president told Abbott the Haitians are becoming restless and that tension is increasing after spending nearly a week in the encampment under the Del Rio International Bridge. He explained that the news of the removal of Haitian migrants on Title 42 flights to Haiti is adding to the already high level of agitation among the detained migrants. Currently, Border Patrol is attaining approximately 9,100 migrants under the bridge. That number is swelling to like 14,000, but no big deal here. Border Patrol, CBP, and the Department of Homeland Security officers did not attend the briefing conducted by the Texas governor on this issue because if we don't admit it's happening, it's not really happening. And if we don't see it, it means it's not happening, right? If we don't see it, is it really even happening? If AOC doesn't cry in a cage with adults in it, did any adults really go into a cage? I think you guys know how that, that, that works, right, with the media? Yeah. 
the abuse that is happening to the children, the abuse of living under the bridge, and let's not forget the COVID part of this. Can we please remember the COVID part of this? None of these people are vaccinated. Republicans need to get smart about fighting on this issue of the open border. They really do. They need to be smart about the COVID side of this. The COVID side of this is huge, folks. You know, they want to mandate vaccine for your kids. They want to mandate vaccines on you. They want to mandate vaccines for people flying into the country, but not for 15,000 people living under a bridge from Haiti. Come on. It's always an honor to fill in for the great one, Mark Levin. He'll be back with you tomorrow. I'd love to keep up with you. You can download my podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Mark's back tomorrow. See you soon.